0: Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to Grand Valley's podcast. My name's Kevin Bailey. I'm the captain. Dylan Fettig. Austin Morley.
1: And Aaron Terenzi.
0: All right, we're just going to be going over the tournaments that happened so far this year, as well as uh, previewing the tournaments to come in the next couple weeks. Uh, we'll start with the Central Michigan tournament. That was the first one that we were able to compete in. Um, the records from that tournament, Grand Valley went 5-0. and Central Michigan went 4-1. and Michigan State went four and one. Ohio State went two and two. Western Kentucky went one and four. Uh, Kentucky went zero and four, and then Bowling Green went zero and four uh, due to forfeit. Uh, anyone have takeaways from that tournament?
2: Um, from it being the first tournament of the year, it was good to look to see how teams were developing so early in the season because this is I, this is probably one of the earliest tournaments that's ever happened in the league. So to see how far everybody was about. What a month into not even a month into
0: school was decent. That's true, especially since uh, several of the teams had <coughs> rookie players that were playing on their team, especially like the teams that had to travel farther. They had some young guys that had to uh, jump up to the varsity roster for that tournament. Uh, so, what were the uh, interesting games from
3: this tournament? Games that stood out to you guys? I think the most significant one was uh, State versus Central. Uh, the end result was. 2-1, I believe, Michigan State?
1: Maybe 3-1. Well, I, think, I think State may have gotten a quick point at the end, or another point at the end, but it was definitely close. It was like a one-point game. And
2: there's, it was, what, like just before halftime where that game changed, wasn't it? Central was uh, Central was leading yeah. in one of the points, and then they just kind of kept throwing catches and getting out, and I think it was, was it O'Brien and some of
0: his yeah, that- teammates? Central Michigan took the lead. They got the first point, and then in the second point, before the first half was over, uh, it looked like Central was going to go up 2-0, to zero, but they, they had a man advantage. I think it was like 3-on-1, but O'Brien was able to like catch a couple players back in. O'Brien's the captain for Michigan State. Uh, so, yeah, then, then MSU ended up taking that point. It was 1-1 one one going into halftime. Uh, and then MSU got another point in the second half, and then they played – really slow if you guys remember that they slowed down the pace a lot yeah in the second half Yeah,
1: and central doesn't have the the arms to to really keep Michigan state back so. yeah it
0: also it didn't help that they didn't really have a ball advantage at all they had like one or two dodgeballs the entire second half like after that point so they weren't really able to eliminate MSU they they got them down to like four players i think at the end but it was too little too late so MSU got the first win and that matchup for the season. We'll talk about a couple more games that they played against each other. Uh, what other games from the Central Michigan tournament did you guys think stood out? Um, our game versus Ohio State was
2: interesting. We what, did, what was the final score of that game? We actually we won 5-0. It was like
0: 5-1. to one, so 5-0, 5-0 to or it, something yeah, like that. Did. Oh yeah,
2: 5-0. But the last three points of the The last three points of the game were really, really close points. They actually had us down the very last two points to, what, three players left on our side, and we somehow pulled it out to win those points. So they very easily could have taken a couple points from us.
0: Yeah, Ohio State lost two games that tournament, but they ended up being the hardest opponent for us from that standpoint. I I think our game against MSU, we won 6-0 that tournament. Yeah. And then Ohio State, they were, like, the only team that got us down to the 10 count, and they did it, like, several points in a row. So that was, like, that was the only time we've seen Ohio State this year, so they really impressed us. Yeah, they definitely look that.
1: athletic out there, which is which is good to see.
0: Yep. Uh, so who are the, like, standout players from this tournament, particularly for for you guys?
1: Uh, well, for one, I'd say O'Brien from Michigan State, just uh, – because Michigan State didn't have a full roster with them um, and they relied heavily on O'Brien to, to really show up for them and he did especially during the uh, Central game but yeah he looked he looked really well at least at, at that first tournament.
0: Yeah also I think uh, in general Ohio State like their top three players their top four players their captain Josh Connor and then uh, Jeff. Jeff Starr both really good players, and then Stringer obviously their hardest thrower. Those guys like definitely uh, gave us a little bit of trouble in in our game against them. So they they stood out to me.
1: They'll only get better through the year too. Once they keep playing some more games, but they, yeah, they looked they they're impressive. They had
2: they had a few new guys on their team when they when they went did they?
0: Yeah, they had they had I think three or four freshmen that yeah. they said were on their varsity team. So. So we'll see by nationals if they improve enough to make some surprises yeah also uh one surprise from this tournament i was surprised that uh western kentucky and kentucky neither of them were able to bring like a like a big roster of varsity players i think western kentucky only had like four or five returning players on their team and then kentucky as well they, they only had a few guys that were uh returners on varsity so ne- neither of them really looked that great in this tournament but we can't really gauge how they're going to be this season based on that because they only had a few of their varsity guys, so it, they could be a much different team next
2: time we see them for sure. Yeah, Western Kentucky they're hosting nationals this year, so they should be able to have the best roster they possibly can for that tournament. So we'll see what happens then.
1: Yeah, it's hard when you leave when you lose Felix, who's uh, such a huge part of their team, but they looked uh, you know they looked like they could improve though.
3: On the other side of that, Central Michigan had around 45 people on their, cl- their club at that tournament. Yeah, they had a full JV and full varsity, so so that was pretty exciting. I Especially mean, when
1: they couldn't fill a roster, right? what, like two years couple,
3: ago? Last couple years they've been hovering around 15, 20 people. So it's yeah. pretty exciting to see them have a full roster and and then some extra people as well.
0: Yeah, they did. they looked really good in that tournament despite losing that game to MSU. It was a close game, and MSU played really well in that game. Other than that, uh, Central got four wins. They went four and one. They beat Ohio State. Ohio State played us really well. They they went and they beat Ohio State. I think like four one five one. So, I mean they, they're definitely a, a better team
3: all around than they were last year. Yeah, they weren't able to play us in that tournament. I don't know. Must have been some scheduling issues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they just couldn't find the time, I guess. But uh, so we didn't get to play them to the third tournament.
0: Yeah, we will definitely talk about that game too. All right, moving on to the next tournament, we're going to talk about uh, the Grand Valley Invite Number One. Uh, the records from this tournament: Grand Valley went three and zero, Saginaw Valley went two and one, Michigan State went two and two, Central Michigan went one and two, Kent State went one and three, and then Davenport went zero and one. Davenport's a new team; they're from the state of Michigan. They're like a half an hour away from Grand Valley, uh, so they, they were only able to play one game against a varsity team. It was against Kent State and they lost, I think, like 7-0 to in that game, but it definitely helps for a young team to get experience, even though they obviously couldn't compete that well against other varsity teams. Mm-hmm. So uh, what games stood out to you guys in this one, if you can remember that tournament? Um, I think our game against Saginaw,
2: because we were expecting Saginaw to be a, be a bigger threat than they actually were. It was...
0: And not the same Saginaw team yeah, we used to see. This was their first tournament of the year. I I'm not sure if they had their full roster. I think they were missing a couple guys, but yeah, we beat them. I think four to zero.
1: Yeah. Anytime Grand Valley plays Central, it's always or Saginaw. I mean, it's always <laughs> a it's always a good game. But uh, yeah, I mean, we were both both teams are real uh, pumped up to start and be able to face each other again this year. But uh, yeah, they you know with the new captain and they lost a lot of key key players from their team last year. Um, it definitely showed a little bit, but I think after some, some time, they'll be able to adjust to the new players and get them more involved. I think their two
3: wins were pretty close games as well, so that was exciting for Saginaw, at least, to get some big wins in their first tournament against two good teams. Yeah,
0: Saginaw, they, uh, their two wins were against Central. They won 2-1. to one. And then uh, they got to win in the last game of the tournament. It was Saginaw against Michigan State. Saginaw ended up winning that one 2-1 to one in overtime. Let's go ahead and talk about that game because that was definitely the most exciting one of the whole tournament. Yeah. That, uh, I think MSU jumped out to the early lead. They, they were up 1-0 at halftime. And then the second half, uh, we were able to watch. Saginaw really turned it up a little bit. They got a point. Tied 1-1 going into overtime. And overtime was really exciting. How do you got What do you guys remember from that?
2: Um, um, I remember actually Michigan State was up by one or two players in overtime, and it looked like they were gonna run away with it. And then I forget what exactly happened. I don't know if they threw a catch or something there happened were a in few, transition. Yeah. But and Saginaw turned over, and yeah, it ended a, up taking over the. And then after that, it was pretty much over, and Saginaw took control.
0: It was a really quick turn of events. Like, MSU had a couple-man advantage. All of a sudden, three guys got out. So Saginaw, I think they made one catch, and then they got a couple of hits. All of a sudden, Saginaw had like a one-man advantage. But there was still, I mean, overtime still took five more minutes after that because of just the way that they played where it was back and forth still.
3: Yeah, and both these uh, first tournaments, Michigan State, they they took a – you know they took the lead early, but then they just tried to sit on it and just waste the clock, and it didn't really work out for them in this game, or against us, which we'll talk about now, I guess. Sure. They, they took the first point from us this season, so yeah, it was the first point of the game. Um, they got some pretty key catches,
1: and they had a little bit of a they had a different roster than they did uh, for the central yeah, tournament. Yeah, they, they
0: definitely uh, brought a full roster this time. The the first tournament they were down like I think I think uh, Colin told me they had like eight varsity guys missing, maybe seven. So they had their full roster this time and kind of caught us by surprise cuz the the weekend before we had beat them 6-0. Yeah. It was not no no drama at all in that game. I think. And then this one all of a sudden they take a point from us right off the bat. I think for them having Noe for this tournament really was a big help for them
1: yeah just having someone out there who, who can throw I mean he's obviously their best thrower on their team um, and a lot of the offense runs through him if, I mean he's always has he's always a person on the court with the ball so he's definitely a key component to their team but uh.
0: <laughs> yeah so they uh, we ended up winning that game two to one we got I think we got two points in the second half. It was 1-0 going into halftime, though. But that was a really impressive game for MSU, even though they got the loss there. Uh, It really showed that they're playing really smart as a team. Like They're one of the more organized teams that we've played so far this year. And even though they they don't have the firepower that we have throwing, they play pretty smart, and that, that helped them in that game. They also came up with a lot of catches, they're definitely a better catching team than what you've seen from MSU like in the past couple years. Yeah, and from this point in time, I
2: was thinking they're the second best team in Michigan. After seeing what they how they played against us and how they played throughout the tournament. It yeah, like they, they were the second best team. It, regardless of their overtime loss against Saginaw, I just felt like they with their full roster were the second best team.
0: Yep. Uh, you guys want to talk about Kent State or Central Michigan? We haven't talked about them yet in this tournament.
1: Uh, we were supposed to play Central again, right, in this tournament. Yeah, but, but
0: then the schedule got
1: switched yeah. up.
2: They didn't have a full roster, so they wanted to...
1: Well, I had Bowling Green had to cancel. Yeah, because so we had to change no. the schedule. Oh, was it the second game? Was the second tournament.
0: No, it just got switched. Uh, Kent State ended up playing Davenport. That wasn't oh, that's right. That's at right. first, so... But yeah, Central didn't have their full roster at this tournament. That's why they went one and two, I guess. Uh, they lost a pretty close game to MSU, and then obviously Saginaw was a Saginaw won two to one, so it wasn't like they got blown out in any of their games. Uh, but yeah, they only had I'm trying to think maybe ten varsity players, maybe less than that, that were able to travel to this one. Uh, Kent State, none of you guys have probably expected them to be this bad but they they didn't have their full roster I don't think they lost so many of their varsity players from last year though so it looked like a much different Kent State team for sure
1: yeah they may have lost even more than uh, set more key players in saginaw did they uh you know it's gonna take time for them there's a, a ton of new faces on that team I'm sure but
0: uh yeah I forgot to ask how many of their uh varsity players weren't able to go to that one but I mean, they have, they have, like, a core of, like, five guys on that team that you can count on to get hits, but after that, it didn't seem like they had that many good players or that much experience at all. So that's, that's one reason why they struggled in this tournament. Their only win was
3: against Davenport. They lost the other three games. So Yeah, they were just happy to come and get some playing experience. They a bunch of young people. Um, they just wanted to show them what a tournament looks like and how to other teams play. Maybe they could learn some, something from the rest of the teams.
0: Yeah, and that'll help them in the future, even though, I mean, they didn't come out too fast in this tournament. That'll help them going forward, hopefully. All right. Uh, any any other points you want to talk about in this one, or do you want to move on to the second Grand Valley invite? Uh, I think we can move on to the second one. We we'll probably have a lot to talk about in that. Yeah. All right. Second Grand Valley invite. Uh, here's the uh, records from this one Grand Valley goes 4 0. Central Michigan goes 3-1 this time, (coughs) Michigan State 1-3, Davenport goes 1-1, and And then Kent State uh, wasn't able to show up, they uh, gave us late notice, they ended up getting forfeits for all four of their games because of that. Uh, So which game stood out to you guys, there was a lot of them in this one? Well the obvious one was our game against Central
2: that went overtime. I don't know if you want to talk about that. You wrote the article about it.
0: (laughs) I did. Yeah, that was uh, definitely the most surprising game. Um, We took the lead 1-0 in the first half, but then Central was able to get a point in the second half, so it was tied up. Um, Ended up going to overtime. We got the win. What do you guys want to say about that game? It was uh, definitely the best roster Central
2: had it either turned. Either of the first two tournaments, I think. Yep. They uh, they caught. I would say, maybe, ten balls or so, and maybe like, the first two points of the game. Well, the only two points in the game besides the overtime. They just caught anything that was thrown, around them. It was
3: a catch. They it was really impressive. Yeah, they got us down on the count a couple times and. We were trying to reset throws, and they were just flying all over the place, catching balls, and making it impossible for us to even reset the count or yeah. do anything, really.
0: The first the first point of the game, it actually looked like they were going to come away with the-, the win on that one. Like, mm-hmm. they had the – I think they had a man advantage on us, but we, like, slowly had to creep back into that game. It was, like, a really long point. took all but, like, four minutes of the first half, I think, five minutes. Yeah. But we ended up going up 1-0. And then the the next point, we knew we only had five minutes left in the half to try and get a point. So it was just a way different game. Uh, we played super fast pace. We got them down to, I think, three or four guys, but then it was halftime, so no one got a point out of that, even though we kind of got them down to a couple players. And then in the second half, that was when, like, their catching really, like, boosted up a little bit. They caught so many of our solo throws in a... Uh, Able, were able to tie the game it took a it took a while i think it took all but like four minutes of the second half yeah before like that. they even got that point but uh they played like a slow pace style so that's just how they like went about getting their points
1: yeah they definitely uh were the first team to slow our pace down you know other teams will try to play play at at our speed or we make them play at our speed but central really just sat on the back line and forced us to, to, to have actually a lot of solo throws, which led to a lot of people getting caught on, on Grand Valley. So definitely uh, was a learning experience for our team, um, of, you know, a different way to maybe approach Central.
3: It's probably important to note that um, for anyone that's ever played at Grand Valley's arena, there's no bounce back. There's curtains, drop-down curtains on both sides of the, the court. So there's really no... Um, ball control, getting the ball back off the wall. So um, the t- Michigan State and Central were both able to play slower games because of that. Yeah, it definitely slows
0: the pace and makes for uh, lower scoring games, I guess. Compared to if there is a bounce back, uh, let's go ahead and talk about overtime now.
1: Do you want to say the? Uh, do we know the roster or who who we put on for each? Oh uh, know- yeah.
0: I'll look that up. But, um, yeah, so it went into overtime. Obviously, that's six players on each team. Um, the players chosen for Central Michigan Wes Peters, Zach Bachner, sorry if I mispronounce your name, Shane Willette, uh, Brett Hadwin, Mike Heller, and Kevin Gregg. Uh, as I said in the article, uh, all six of those guys are really good catchers. Um, Shane Willette, he played really well. He actually caught me in the second half. So I I definitely re- remember that he was one of their better catchers. And then Kevin Gregg, he like always seemed to like come up with a like, catch whenever we would do a solo throw on him, too. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was their six players going into overtime. I don't really mm-hmm. have any complaints about those six players. Those are six of their better They were usually and, the
2: six best players for the entire game.
0: Sure. Yeah, and then uh, ours... Uh, Kevin Bailey, Dylan Fettig, Aaron Terenzi, Trevor Nordberg, Austin Morley, and Tyler Kowalk. That was our six players. Um, so, yeah, overtime started. I forget who got the first out. I think it was Trevor Nordberg got someone out on uh, Central's team. But, I mean, the main advantage for us was that we got the ball advantage right off the bat. I think we had
3: we had four of the really, seven balls yeah. or five of the seven balls maybe. Yeah. We had we had the advantage the whole um, overtime period, and we got a shot clock violation or central had a shot clock violation, so we ended up getting all the balls.
0: Yeah, and that's that's when we were able to get uh, Hadwin out, one of their best players. I remember it was uh, Hadwin and West Peters were still in when we got that balls over, and then I told you guys set up a team throw. We're gonna throw at Hadwin, and then Dylan goes, no, don't throw at him. He's gonna get a catch. <laughs> And we got lucky he didn't catch any of them. I think we hit him, like, with all three of the balls. So that was lucky. That would have been a big turn of events. Uh, So, yeah, then it ended up going down to just Wes Peters. He got the ball advantage back, but then we backed up to our back line and were able to make him do long throws. And at that point, we got a catch to end the game. But, yeah, that was definitely the most exciting game of this tournament. Uh, We haven't really talked about any of the other ones yet. So what other games do
3: you guys think stood out? Well, we played Michigan State twice. Um, the second game was a lot more eventful than the first game. The first game we won 5 0, I think. Yeah, and somewhere around there. 5 to 1. 5 to 1, yeah. And it kind of looked like the second game was going to end up the same way after the first point. Um, so actually, Aaron and I and a couple of our other returners set out the the second point and then Kevin got someone false started and Kevin was taken out of the play so we won't, we won't name his name we, <laughs> Logan we started <laughs> we started uh, so we started with like five of our top players in the outliner sitting out and yep they um, they made us pay for they <laughs> yeah, took advantage of that made us pay for that and they took that I don't know, 12 minutes or something.
0: Yeah, Noe uh, Galavez. I, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing your last name right he now. He knows who we are. Yeah, I mean, we are. <laughs> he's the uh, short Hispanic dude from MSU. You guys all know who he is. He's he's one of the hardest throwers in the league, I think. But, yeah, he played really good in the second point. I He, he got a bunch of our guys out. He's one of the like better transition players in the whole league. And, I mean, in that point, he... Got a bunch of hits, and that was one of the main reasons why they got the second point or
3: their first point against us in that game. So mm. it was one to one going into halftime. We were all ho- hoping for a catch at that point to get Kevin in and then pull a, pull a beast. Yeah, pull beast it. mode. <laughs> I,
0: that was my plan. I, I didn't put you guys in. I could have subbed you guys in. I, tr- I was w- trying to be the hero. If someone caught me in, it never happened though. So, <laughs> long story short, it was one to one. And then second half was. Uh, a way different game it was actually like a super slow paced point I, I forgot how much time was left after that like four minutes maybe at the end of that point yeah but I don't want to say that this was like a higher chance of us losing than our overtime game against central but it was it was definitely up in the air because MSU had the advantage on us with like less than 10 minutes left I think they had, they had a- eight or nine guys in and we're all already down to the 10 count Luckily, we had like three or four of our guys that are like overtime roster players left in the game. So we we could really rely on them and were able to get the point. Uh, I think we had to like get team throws on O'Brien. I think we had to do a team throw on Noe as well. Mm -hmm. Basically, like all their top players, we had to get team throws to get them out. But luckily, it worked or else MSU would have been the first team to beat us this season. Yeah, definitely
1: the scariest game for us so far, I think, was that was that game so Yeah, far. that
0: game and Central. The last two games we played from that tournament. Uh, I don't know if it was that we were playing bad that day or if the other teams in Michigan are actually that much better. I think MSU is definitely an improved team from last year. They only lost a couple of their players. Central, as I've said, they haven't lost anyone from their team. They had their whole roster returning. They look way different than last year, though. They're a much improved team. They play way better together as a team than than you would have expected, especially after they lost in the first round last year to Kentucky.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Sorry to bring that up, Wes. <laughs> uh, so what other games do you guys want to talk about? Central against MSU. Central won that 3-0. Yeah,
1: it was uh, – I do know, Central just – I mean, again, just with the catching, they – you know, Michigan State played – tried to play their game, but it just wasn't working because – Central would literally catch everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, and MSU had beat Central the last two times. So, not to discredit MSU or say Central's better than them, Central got this this win from them. But overall, MSU's won two of the last three uh, matchups between the two. But yeah, three to zero. It was a pretty convincing win for Central. I know MSU didn't have their full roster that tournament, but I mean, still Central was definitely on their on their game that day. I remember talking to their captains afterwards, and they were like, yeah, we're pretty satisfied with how this weekend go went. Like, It's definitely a building block for their team going forward. Mm-hmm. Block. Built a lot of confidence for their team, I'm sure. We'll try and break that confidence down next time we play. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's a segue into talking about previewing uh, the next couple tournaments. Uh, we'll start with the one that we're actually competing in. Uh, Bowling Green tournament uh, the teams attending are going to be Grand Valley Central Michigan Ohio State uh, Davenport and uh, obviously Bowling Green uh, you guys have any predictions for that Um, not so much predictions
2: but I just want to see how Ohio State has improved since the Central tournament mm-hmm. I feel like if they they haven't played in any other tournaments since that one have they no they have not but their practice if their practice has been going well I think they could be uh,
0: yeah, they've re- they returned team. a lot of their uh, varsity players too, so I, I think they're going to have a experienced team for that tournament. Uh, like before uh, this weekend, I would have said the most exciting game is going to be Ohio State against Central Michigan, uh, except for like after this weekend, with the way that Central played, it seems like they might be on another level. Like that'd be an insult to them to say Central against OSU, but I mean, we'll see how. Yeah, that o- OSU
1: could have. I mean, I'm sure they've gotten better since we... Yeah. I mean, because that was still yeah, not even a month into the season. Um, if they both yeah. can
0: bring their full rosters, that'd be it. this can be a really good meme. Oh, yeah. And then also, I, I'm excited to see uh, what Bowling Green's team looks like. They were supposed to go to the Central Michigan tournament. They ended up dropping out, so we haven't seen them yet. I'm interested to see uh, if they've improved at all. If not, uh, I don't know. We'll see. And then Davenport again going to another tournament. It's only going to help their roster. I know they don't have like the most talented team, but it's it's only going to help with the experience they get playing in multiple tournaments.
1: It's good seeing them travel to other schools besides Green Valley and trying to get some more games going against other teams.
0: All right, and uh, also on that same day, I forgot to say the day, it's on October 25th. Uh, that's when the Bowling Green tournament is. That's also when... Towson is hosting the Beltway Bash. Uh, I don't know exactly what teams are going to it. Let's just stick with talking about the main East Coast teams. So uh, Maryland Towson and James Madison, obviously. Now, what do you guys predict for that tournament?
2: Um, I'm gonna predict JMU going undefeated in that tournament. But what was the, who? Who was the second place team in the Maryland? Maryland, Maryland. Was. Yeah, Maryland. I want to see if Maryland can give JMU some competition. I don't know how close their game was against JMU the first time.
1: Oh, well, they play each other so often. Maryland usually has, usually plays them pretty closely.
0: Yeah, Maryland plays like a good strategy against yeah. JMU.
1: I remember watching them at the was it the Beast last year when yep. they played each other. Yeah, that was it, one of the most <laughs> exciting games of that tournament. But uh, yeah, and I'm, a, I'm a, hopefully you know Kent will have a, you know, a whole roster. I'm, I, I want to see how they actually perform. They may not be able to hang with... Who? Isn't it Kent? There? No, well, man, Towson. Towson. Oh, shit, Towson. <laughs> <laughs> Towson.
3: Fault. Towson, I, I have high hopes for Towson. I, I do, too. I That's think they're going to take take down Maryland. Um, Bold. I think they will do it. Um, I don't know about JMU. We'll see. First of all, quick pause. We're just
0: going to talk about the uniforms for a little bit. First of all, Towson has two different uniforms, so They get a shout-out for that. But also, James Madison coming in with the all-whites. When I saw that picture, I I was crying. I was so happy. Those are awesome uniforms, so congrats, guys. You look good. We'll see if you play good or not. Uh. Uh, Yeah, my predictions is JMU is going to win easily in both their games. I don't even think it's going to be close against Maryland this time. Uh, Maryland's going to be the second-best team. Towson will be third. But I expect it's going to be closer. I know Towson brought, like, Half their roster was new guys at that first tournament. Like, half the roster had not played college dodgeball before that day. So, I mean, you can't really gauge how good Towson is. I don't know if they were missing a bunch of guys or if that's just who they picked as, like, the most talented players. But, yeah, I also have high hopes for Towson. I think by the end of the year, they'll be a team that we'll be looking at to, like, make some noise, maybe be a dark horse team at, at Nationals. What's the
1: next tournament? I think, uh, is that it for right now? I
0: mean, there's a bunch of tournaments later in the year, but those are the only ones we really wanted to talk about, I guess. You want to do... Or what's the standings like right now, or is that not... Uh, The standings have not been posted. Hopefully by the time that this gets posted on the, the website, the standings will also be posted, but uh we can all do our
2: you want to do our top
0: five yeah let's all pick our top five teams in our opinion uh
1: very early top five
0: yeah absolutely it's october 15th last year at this time there, there had only been like two tournaments maybe that have been played at all so it's definitely early in the season and a lot's going to change but what do you aaron what do you say top five
1: uh top five one of course i'd have to go with grand valley uh Two, I'd probably, I'd probably still go with James Madison, considering they didn't lose too much from last year. Uh, three, I would put Central above Michigan State after what I saw this weekend, and then four, Michigan State. Um, five is a toss up. Um, I, I'm not really. I don't even. I don't know who I would put at number five. I guess I'd have to go with Ohio State at number five. Our JV team. I was. They're a close six. <laughs> But, no, I had Ohio State number five, I'd say. Okay. But that area, I think, is pretty. Did you
0: say Saginaw at all? I did not. Saginaw, number 17 for Grand Valley. You didn't put you in their top five. <laughs> hey, I,
1: let's just hope they improve after what I saw. I, I do
0: My uh, top five is a little different than you. I'd go Grand Valley number one, JMU number two, uh, Saginaw number three. I still have faith in Saginaw, even though they didn't. Have their best outing the first tournament they played in. Uh, number four, I'm just gonna go with Central, and then number five, MSU, just based on the last tournament, how good Central looked. They're definitely gonna compete like to win a national championship. They're not just gonna be like a dark horse team that you know might win like one game at at nationals in the tournament part. Awesome. What do you say your top five? I would say one Grand Valley,
2: two. Central. Three. Jeez. Oh, did I say Central? <laughs> Two JMU. Oh, you can't tease them like that. <laughs> My bad. Three. Central. Uh, four. I'm going to go Saginaw. And then five Machine State. Huh? Dylan?
1: I
3: lost it wrong. <laughs> I actually agree with the Austin's first uh, okay, sentiment. <laughs> Central, Central is they're they're a good matchup for JMU if they play JMU. I don't think. it's a good point. I don't think JMU stands a chance. Against them. Oh, no, I don't think JMU
1: likes to solo throw, uh, as did we. And were we you goals. at
0: nationals last year? Yes. JMU seemed to handle them pretty well. <laughs> I don't. It, we're not <laughs> talking
2: about last year. This is this, is this year. There is no ba- bounce back at the nationals this there's not Western it's Kentucky. Different, we're not
0: supposed to tell teams that. Now they're uh, gonna practice for
3: it. <laughs> um, after that, I think state would be. JMU and state are probably pretty close. JMU might get the slight edge in them, and then number five. I want to say Ohio State, but I think Maryland is gonna be number five in my opinion. Dang, Sagina- that's a good point Right now, is definitely the um, the fourth best team in Michigan. I think. Game. I think that's <laughs> obvious, honestly. Yeah, I'd um, say that. after the last tournament, It's
0: interesting because they've only lost to us. They I, haven't lost I, any I understand other that they played two close games at our tournament. They played
3: two close games in our tournament, and that was with two two uh, depleted, rosters. Depleted, depleted rosters. MSU and CMU were both depleted, so I think they'll on head to head with best rosters. uh, Saginaw loses full both, both teams. I think Sag,
2: not, I think Central would handily beat. Saginaw, with their if they if they brought the roster they brought to our turn this last week, I think Central would handle Saginaw. I,
0: I think it. We can all agree that it's it's kind of confusing right now in the state of Michigan, like the MDC this year. Who
2: knows Up what's going air. to happen? Oh, there's there's a clear game. winner, but um, <laughs> Davenport will place. win by a lot.
3: <laughs> I still got hope in Siena Heights. I heard from them.
0: Oh, I forgot to mention that. Okay. Sorry, Siena Heights, but yeah, you guys are also playing in Bowling Green Tournament. I don't know why I forgot that. <laughs> really Probably because your team bails like every tournament you go to. <laughs> yeah, Siena Heights will also be there, so that's going to be interesting to see what their team looks like this year. I know last year they weren't able to go to Nationals, but I mean, they still got a couple wins when they went to the, I think it was the MSU invite. So if they can bring like their full roster, they have, they have some athletes for sure. We'll see if they can win a couple games. Davenport's also going, so there's going to be a couple new teams there. And then Bowling Green, they, they were a weak team last year, so they might. See. Siena Heights might be able to compete, get one or two wins, depending on who they're scheduled to play against. All right, so, yeah, we gave all our top fives. I don't think any of us had the same top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys say for, uh, like, a sleeper team or, like, a dark horse team that wasn't in your top five? I'll go first. Mine was Maryland. Dylan stole it by putting them in their top five. They were they're not in my uh, top five teams, but they're definitely a sleeper team because we played them twice at nationals, and they just play like really coordinated as a team. If they have like the same group of players coming back, I think they have the capabilities of beating
1: like most teams in this league. Yeah, Aaron, what about you? Yeah, either uh, either Maryland or or Towson. Um, both of them are, I think, could be dark horses in this or uh, for this year. Um, I guess we'll find out a little bit about that this uh, or on the twenty fifth when that tournament happens. Kind of see where they're at, in uh, in terms of comparing those two. So, Austin, do you have a dark horse? Um, <laughs> I'm
2: gonna go with uh, Central. Shut no, I'm just kidding. They're, they're in the elite. Right now, um, they've, would, over, they've overstayed their due at the uh, dark horse position. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say Ohio State, just because I, we'll see after this weekend how they look. I just I, the way they looked at the Central Tournament in the first uh, term of the season,
0: they have a lot of potential. So yeah. I don't know how many people they didn't have from their varsity team, but they. I mean, if they if they play like together as a team, they're a really good team. They almost got a couple points on us. We had to get comeback points to win those. Dylan, what do you have? Dark horse.
3: Uh, my pick is Towson. Uh, their top top five or six guys are definitely some elite players, and if they get the the back end of the roster up to speed with those guys, then they could be a pretty elite team. So that's my dark horse pick.
0: Yeah, you notice that uh, none of us have. Even said mention a team from like the Kentucky region or Illinois region. It was all Michigan and, and East Coast teams in our top five and in our uh, uh, sleeper pick. So let's let's pick one more sleeper team, not in the either the East Coast or in Michigan.
3: I don't know if there is one. I'll, Dip, I'll go on first. I'll Wisconsin. Wisconsin okay, <laughs> never mind. You come from me. Yeah, they were we, actually terrifying last year. I watched them. We didn't play them. We did not play them. They played against MSU in that first round game. Yeah, I watched them play Michigan State, and they were just whipping balls. Like every, not every player, but a lot of their players had just huge arms, just chucking balls, and Michigan State didn't really know what to do with them.
0: Yeah, their top five guys basically were
3: really good players.
0: They don't don't get enough credit for that.
2: Does anybody know when they're going to play their first game?
0: I have no idea. They were trying to go to... Oh, yeah, Nebraska's hosting the tournament. They're probably going to that one. All right, so Dylan stole uh, UWP from me. I'll pick pick Kentucky. I know they beat Western Kentucky in in the first match of the season, actually. So uh, I'll pick them above WKU. If they have their full roster, I bet you they'd be a better team than they were last year.
1: Aaron? Uh, I'll go with WKU just because... nationals is a nice thing to be people to do. You can definitely have all. There's no reason why you can't have a whole roster there. So um, I think that bodes well for their for their nationals run this year. Austin.
2: Um. I really don't know. I don't want to say anybody that you guys said, but I would go with Wisconsin Platteville.
0: <laughs> would it be original, man? <laughs> All right, sweet. All right, let's go on to our last point. Uh, bold prediction for the season. Could be anything. Could be one team's going to be good, one team's not going to be
1: good. Oh, Aaron, what do you got? Saginaw will come in last at MDC this year. Oh. If, well, I should say fourth. Year. I should say fourth. Okay, okay. If Davenport shows up. In Siena Heights? Siena Heights. They, they will... Place below us, Central. It'll be and the
0: last State. place of the mainstay Michigan teams, you're yep. saying? Yeah. They, they got first place last year, by the way. I, I know. <laughs> awesome. What about you? Bold
2: prediction. Um, I mean, it would have to, the cards would have to be laid just right, but I would, if perfect bold prediction for me would be, I'm going to say all Michigan Final Four at Nationals this year. So, who's going to beat JMU? Grand Valley. <laughs> <laughs> like Dylan said, I think Central matches up really well against JMU. Yeah, that is true. Uh, or Michigan State, if if they can bring a full roster.
0: Yeah, definitely. We aren't giving MSU enough credit. They have taken a point against us in the last three games we played mm-hmm. against MSU. So, just because they didn't do that well last weekend doesn't mean they're not a good team. They... Taking a point from us three straight times, so Dylan, what's your bold prediction? I haven't figured out mine yet.
3: (laughs) Um, I don't really know. I guess depends how the All Star game is laid out, but I could see Grand Valley having two, possibly three freshmen as All Stars. Freshmen. Well, let's. When I. Well, depending on how it's done. When the the, the original uh, Michigan versus World our all-star game was set up. Grand Valley was came in first in MDC, so we got um, eight, I believe, all-stars, so going eight deep. That could possibly be two two freshmen, I think, from Grand Valley. Wow. Uh-huh. Interesting.
1: Yeah, no, I, I could see that, actually, two. Three may be a stretch, but I can see two. All
0: uh, right. I still haven't figured out my bold prediction. I'm going to say uh, this year's Nationals is going to have uh, the most teams that Nationals has ever had, is my bold prediction. Even though, like, Penn State and VCU, they haven't played games yet, I think that all those teams are going to end up going to WKU for Nationals. Hopefully.
1: It it does help that it's
2: more like a central location, yeah.
1: Yeah. Because obviously all the teams in Michigan are still going to go. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: I hope Ansula comes back. That would be fun. That's a bold prediction. We'll see if that happens. You never know. All
0: right, sweet. Well, do you guys have any last points? Nope. Glad to
1: be playing dodgeball again really early in the season. Yeah. All right,
0: well, uh, thank you guys for listening. I apologize if we offended anyone with any of our opinions, but that happens. Uh... Thanks for listening. Alright, this is Kevin Bailey signing off. Dylan Fettig,
1: Austin Morley, and Aaron Trenzy.